0: Hello, welcome to Life's Difficult, a podcast where we discuss the ma- many challenging aspects of modern life and our solutions to them. I'm Mikhail, and as always, I'm joined by my conversation partner, Milos. How's it going?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. Excited to uh, start today's podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, me too. It's it's uh, It's especially nice to do these podcasts when life is especially crazy in terms of the news, and I think that's every week these days, right? So... It feels good when everything out there is very, very hectic and chaotic and we can just come here and talk about something in a you know, mostly impartial, kind of laid-back way,
1: don't you think? Definitely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I imagine the, the uh, temptation will be there to go down the, re- the route of talking about what's going on right now, but I guess we'll uh, try to keep it off current events unless they're relevant to the actual discussion
0: yeah i mean i don't think there's any harm in discussing any current events it's just how you go about it right uh i don't think the point of this podcast is to become partisan and rant about
1: something uh so we'll have separate ones for that where you know will we (laughs) premium subscribers only if you want to hear us do crazy talking head takes no i'm kidding no (laughs)
0: Uh, eventually, when uh, we sell out, that'll be the, the route to go. But for now, we'll we'll keep it fairly uh We'll, we'll need moderate. listeners
1: first, yeah. <laughs> once, once we get the <laughs> listeners, we've already got a sellout plan.
0: So uh, <laughs> when the time comes. All right, so let's move on to our topic at hand, which is the, diffi- the difficulty with making a difference. Now, I think this is an interesting um, topic because it's fairly universal. I think in one way or another, every one of us wants to leave the world a little different than when we came in, right? Um, You have this just, I would imagine, innate impulse that, well, especially, I think this, you don't really feel this necessarily as a child, right? But as you start to grow up, you get this sense of life has a, hard endpoint, right? And even if you believe in an afterlife or whatever else it might be, this life at least is going to be over, let's say, in 80 years or 90 years, whatever it might be, there is an endpoint and you need to make your mark felt before that endpoint comes, I feel. And I think maybe that, that sense is even further exacerbated by like what we were just kind of joking around about, which is life seems especially catastrophic these days. You're constantly getting inundated with news that um, is scary and you feel like the world is so wrong and there are these wars or there are these you know, political factions that are being very destructive to the societal fabric of uh, various countries, whatever it might be, you want to rectify things, you want to make things better. And that is such a daunting task because you're just one person, right?
1: Yeah, especially because, like like you said, right now, there's probably more of an impetus for people to make a difference. Like, if, if we were having this conversation back in, like, 2011, 2012, for example, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it would... It, it's funny, too, because I think, like, of course, one of the things that I want to discuss when it comes to making a difference is, discuss, is defining it. Because, you know, what does it mean to make a difference? What kind of a difference? What, like, where are you where can you make a difference like there's the the question is very big and then you look at the political landscape today the just social landscape what's going on with so many different things are being presented multiple crises at once you know it's not just covid now now it's the environment as well now it's potential war now it's all this stuff so uh you see all these these places where it's like okay now people are in some ways more incensed I feel to make a difference quote unquote than they would have been when, you know, we were just calmly sailing on by and life was good. And uh, that definitely adds a bit to it. And I think, honestly, this is, I would love to revisit this topic uh, every so often, because I think this is one that, again, it's going to change with the times. Because, yeah, it, making a difference today is going to, it's going to mean something different. Like, for example, if in a couple of years, COVID's done, if in a couple of years, you know, there's a little bit more geopolitical stability, you know, mm-hmm. then what will making a difference mean? Whereas like now it might be very, very obvious. And, and, and some people have been, you know, doing lots to make a difference in the way, you know, the way that people have been protesting, the way that people are, um, you know, seeking to bring about, political change and, and even like leading up to COVID you saw like you know massive riots in the United States over um, over racial equality issues and things like that and mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, so it it's definitely a time when everyone's trying to make a difference, but it's also a time when I think ironically people also feel much more unable to make a difference. Yeah,
0: it's 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 much more daunting to fix the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually something I want to touch upon a little later when you maybe move on to some solutions to to this difficulty we all face. But yeah, maybe in a few years, uh, making a difference will be much more of a local affair. I still want to say that's probably not going to be the case. And the reason I say that is because there is ego involved in this, right? Oh, We're, yeah. much We're much more connected. We're much more somebody who makes a difference, let's say in the other side of the globe can be heard about here and then suddenly you can become famous and become this big celebrity. And I'm not, a lot of the time, those people aren't seeking out celebrity. They're just doing a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. But certainly here, and I, I, I mean, I can even speak for myself. There's an element of whatever difference I wanna make, I want recognition for having done that.
1: Oh, right? I want I'm, my, yeah, I, I want my cake for again. Yeah. I want my medal. I want my trophy. I want you guys to have streamers in my parade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so, I mean, on, on that front, it's the whole like smaller scale difference making, which is which the ironic thing there is that's where you can actually make a difference, right? You can make a difference in your community or in your family or whatever other small scale project you you undertake you can't fix, you know, a broken government by yourself or even with <laughs> a few other people. You know, you, you can't suddenly shift the tides of this climate issue wherever you fall on the on, on that issue. You can't, you know, or we, we talked, you just talked, you, you brought up the uh, protests regarding uh, the killing of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Even those protests, right, There's such a big movement. They haven't changed a whole lot in terms of like actionable things being done in the U.S. So, yeah. I mean, again, I, th- I think this is worth uh, talking about li- uh, a little more later because I think it's more mm-hmm. of a solution, but it's important to evaluate what making a difference is and where you can actually be most useful and what's most practical. Mm-hmm. But just... Pivoting off that as well, it's I think uh, it matters where your um, urge to make a difference is coming from. And uh, speaking for myself, I think there's also an element of existential dread that comes in uh, every so often in, in my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, this is all, this is, you know, we're all on a journey, mm-hmm. so to speak, and there's an abrupt brutal and it's coming and you don't even know when it's coming. you don't know when it's coming it could
1: be tomorrow you could be one of those unlucky people who's like something sorry this is just side tangent but i yeah. listened to a tim ferris podcast with this one guy who i i forget which one maybe we'll look it up and i'll put it in the podcast notes but uh this dude apparently just had something in his heart burst and all of a sudden and it was like a genetic so again young guy fit, and maybe not young, maybe in his forties, but mm-hmm. relatively yeah, fit, relatively young. uh relatively good health, and he had a genetic condition he didn't know about, never got tested for because it's super rare. Mm-hmm. And a valve in his heart just burst and he all of a sudden began to hemorrhage internally horribly. Mm-hmm. And this guy had a very short like amount left to live. Somehow he got to I we gotta look up the actual thing. I don't know what it is but um he got to hospital, he got saved, but he literally was in that like it's like a random Tuesday or a random Sunday. I don't even know. And suddenly, bam! He he almost died. So it's like mm-hmm. you have no clue when life's gonna end. You don't. We don't know when. Uh, man, there's that's that's a scary topic to think about. But yeah, it definitely. So sorry. That's just to your point of existential dread. Oh, we yeah, don't know when sure. it ends.
0: <laughs> and 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 the and the terrible thing. And I know we're going down a dark road. So we can probably stop after this. Start but, dark. Let's do it. But it's. It doesn't have to be you dying, right? They can they can be just a catastrophic life event that you never really recover from, whether it's illness or whether it's the death of a family member or whether it's you know financial ruin or some other somehow wherever you're living becomes incredibly uh, destabilized and and you know your an
1: oppressive regime just randomly takes over as a lot of people are scared that might have already <laughs> happened you know shit like that. <laughs> yeah. So so there's. there's there's so many threats
0: to your well-being and your your standard of life. That, but again, then the 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 paradoxical thing there is it's also a paralyzing thought, so you actually don't get on with what you might want to do.
1: Yeah. You can, yeah. This. I, I. It's funny too that I think this this is not the direction that I wanted to go in for this one, but um, <laughs> ironically, but we're here. <laughs> yeah, we're here. But it, it makes me think of the fact that, like you know. Um, in difficult times, a lot of people turn to religion. A lot of people turn to beliefs that are larger than this life to get through it. And I think mm-hmm. that's definitely something that is available to the people who can who can who can subscribe to that. You know, I'm lucky. I can totally subscribe to that. I'm down with that stuff. So it makes it a lot easier yeah. when things are difficult. Um, and but I know that there's some people who just can't. It's it's not thing. So you have to look for a more you know, a, a a different way to kind of go through that, that difficulty of like, like you said, like there's things that could knock you down. There's life events that you may never recover from. Um, I'm just thinking of that, that Tiger King line where he's like, I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could have your Tiger King moment at a young age. It doesn't have to happen just before your death. Right. So yeah, there's definitely something to be said for, the tough times, but also th- the idea that, like you know, th- there, at least for a certain number of people, there's that therapeutic idea of, okay, well, you know, it's gonna matter sometime later, or there's something more to life than just my own experience. Yeah, that that's a very good point. It um, it also goes back to why maybe
0: more than ever people want to make a difference because we're more secular than ever in the West, right? Um. And if you believe this is it, then you even have greater impetus to try to do something to leave a mark. But yeah, in, in terms of religion, um, I mean, I was raised religious and I can speak to what it feels like. And and there's definitely, no matter how you're living, even if you're not ascribing to many of the, the tenets of your religion and you're, you know, in, in according to the religion, you're doing all the wrong things. But even mm-hmm. then, you have this sense of, well, at least I've got somebody listening to what I'm doing. He's, you know, bas- basically God's listening in on the many different things you're doing and and you feel somehow seen and recognized, mm-hmm. right? Like there's, there's a slight less, uh, you don't have quite the same motivation you might have to be seen and heard by others because you've got like, I guess you're, divine friend almost right your divine like protector or whatever overlooking you and you so you never feel entirely alone and Mm -hmm. there's something really powerful about that it's like a it's it's like an anecdote or not an anecdote but an antidote to loneliness and feeling undervalued because you're like somebody's getting me somebody can hear my thoughts and they appreciate how i'm thinking things through or how i'm going about things um so i mean insofar as you know you can you can feel that way like i mean i'm, I'm happy for those people that's that's not me I that, that's that's an
1: interesting point though because i feel like that that's almost s- separate of the way that i i would view it it, it almost sounds like it's like because again like in in return back to the concept of meaning yeah it's not even the fact that someone sees so this is an interesting point it sounds like the way that you presented is more like someone is seeing this so Maybe part of making a difference is that someone is there to recognize that difference, right? So it's like the idea if you have this quote unquote religious relationship with God, He's always seeing it, right? Yeah, your
0: witness, basically. Your
1: witness, yeah. So that's actually funny because I guess maybe, again, I did not grow up religious mm-hmm. at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, we were just culturally Christian, but not really in any way, shape, or form religious. Uh-huh. So I didn't really have that kind of a viewpoint. So that's interesting because, yeah, to me, it was more so just like, I guess, yeah, it's not really about recognition. But then, I don't know. I, it, that's just the point about meaning, actually. Meaning is separate from making a difference. So it, it's a different True. point. But you said something else. There's thought, overlap there. Though. Yeah, okay. there's overlap. But you said something else I thought was interesting was like, you know we live in a secular world now and in some ways people are even more uh, looking to make a difference and i think that 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 speaks to two aspects first off in a secular world then the afterlife is a complete mystery what happens after death is a complete mystery and you know there's a i think the the prevailing wisdom is that it's probably the same as before you were born mm-hmm. you know if you look at it from a purely atheist, secular point of view. Yeah. Like, you know, that, th- that I mean, it, it could be whatever else because we have absolutely zero data. Like a proper skeptic would tell you, we don't know. You could die and then, you know, you wake up and you were playing a video game like in that Rick and Morty cartoon. You're like, oh my God. And you just go back in and play again. We, we Like, it's completely, completely unknown. So there is no real answer, but there's speculation that it's just, you know, sleep forever.
0: Yeah, I... I almost just want to hit pause on this and return to this on a religion podcast <laughs> mm-hmm, or on mm. a podcast on death or whatever. Yeah, it might it's going way down that, that because, rabbit hole. Yeah, I have more to say, but I just feel like
1: we'll yeah, keep there's, going.
0: There's too much. There's too much stuff to talk about. There. 100.
1: This is this is down a, a rabbit hole that is not about making a difference anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you avoid making a difference by taking tangential thoughts and not finishing your point. So yeah, let's go back to what we're talking about today. Yeah. This podcast is all about us
0: pontificating without actually doing anything ourselves. Yeah. Like that is is, that,
1: that is the purpose. This is how we make a difference.
0: (laughs) Okay. So returning to making a difference, I guess the next point we should hit upon is, you know, how do you go about choosing to make a difference? Like what, there are a million different issues, right? And, I I would argue that often the most important issues are underreported and you never even hear about them, right? There there are certain, as perverse as this is, there's sexier issues. Mm -hmm. Certain forms of suffering or certain forms of whatever it might be
1: get a lot more play. Whatever's in the cultural consciousness right now, if, you know, if you, I mean, some (laughs) certain... Political things have been going on for years, but they didn't become important, or they didn't become something that you know you would get patted on the back for talking about until recently. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a of a current example, and um, like even just like well, even environmentalism in a lot of ways. If if you were, you know, there was a time when environmentalism, or at least like environmentalism, has been cool for quite some time. I think Al Gore made it cool in a lot of ways. But actually,
0: I would say many aspects of environmentalism were conservative, right? Conserving the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now it's much more of a le- you know left-wing issue. So it's interesting how how amorphous political alignment is and, and political issues are and how they
1: go from something that's widely ignored, like you said, to being something that like... Um, and, yeah, and, and that could be one of the problems of how some people view making a difference because if... I would argue that one of the most important things about starting where you make a difference is in understanding who you're really trying to make a difference for and what who you're trying to serve. What Are you trying to serve the greater humanity or your group? Because like you just mentioned with how environmentalism is, has actually moved from being a conservative issue at some point to being a liberal issue, that speaks to the fact that you know if you want to make a difference for your group, then you also mentioned some things are sexier than others. Mm -hmm. Environmentalism is a lot sexier on the left now than it was on the right. Uh, There was, you know, politically you had people like Arnold Schwarzenegger who decided, hey, I'm gonna talk about environment at a time when it wasn't cool to be a conservative talking about environment, you know? Mm -hmm. And he caught some flack for that. But like, it's exactly that. It's like, I think that's an important thing. I, I think being able to separate the group that you're trying to impress from the difference that you're trying to make, because that can, be a, that, can be, that can be a slippery slope. You, you, yeah. like, I, think, I think one of the most important things is when you ask where do you start, I think you have to start with your own personal identification with what, what are the most important moral goods and truths that you believe in as, as high like, and mighty as that might seem. Because if you don't at least touch on that, you don't have to start there, but if you don't at least touch on that, you might be prone to being somebody who, you know, like you said, you go for the thing du jour. And that thing de jour, jour turns out to be either vapid, wasteful, harmful, or something else. And you were just caught up in you know, the appreciation and, and validation of a lot of people who were on the same, the same topic as you, or on the, same, like, on the same wave, riding the same wave, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think that's something we'll also discuss more in, in a few minutes when we start talking about solutions as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But just to fully flesh out other dimensions of this problem, um, I think the final point that I want to make is that also there's a aspect of time, right? Like let's put ourselves aside. Let's just try to think of the average middle-class person. Hmm. They're let's say working nine to five. Maybe they have a wife and kids. Um, maybe they have a couple hobbies, they maybe want to watch a, the ball game or whatever sport that they're into, right? They just, there are a few things that take up quite a lot of, the majority of your time, really. So how do you fit in making a difference is also like a huge issue mm. because there's never, a, you always feel like there's never enough time and there are also other things that you want to do and you're not a bad person for wanting to spend more time with your wife or putting that extra hour for work or you know, spend like an hour working out every day, right? So these are all other really important things to just have a good productive life. So that's 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 where this is difficult because if you can somehow align your life with the difference you wanna make, it's gonna be quite disruptive to the life you're living and then you have to decide whether it's worth it or not. And for many people, it's not. That's why they just live their normal lives and that's, for me, that's also a perfectly fine way to, you know, go through
1: life. And, and even who's to say that that's not making a difference, too, in, in the lives? Mm-hmm. Like, I think, and so actually this, it's funny that this is, this is probably one of my biggest points for this was, how do you differentiate between micro difference and macro difference? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. do you, like, because, again, in some ways, what, how do you make a difference is, is, can also be stated as, how do you, make, how do you leave a positive impact? How right. do you leave something good on people? And, and and in some ways, how do we even know when we're doing a micro versus a macro? It's, it's, okay, th- there's clear examples. If you become part of a, I don't know, you become part of a paramilitary group that does a coup and takes over an entire country. <laughs> okay, you, you're going to go down in history as somebody who made a macro difference. You made a huge, whether it's positive or negative, who knows? Yeah. Usually it's, it's it, I don't know. I, I just gave this as an example of like macro, like huge. You just, you you suddenly run a country macro difference you're going to make a huge difference in a lot of people's lives your decisions will have an impact and you know again but two-sided d- double-sided sword double-edged sword it could have a positive impact or a negative impact and then you go back down to the most micro level of like like you said someone who's just you know and not the most micro level but on on definitely when compared with somebody who's making decisions for you know I mean, even th- like, again, you're an autocrat that rules a country. You're making decisions that affect hundreds of millions of people easily every day, whenever you decide versus, you know, you're maybe just a, a, a parent in a household and you're making decisions that affect immediately your children, your significant other, you know, the, the state of your finances, the state of this, the state of that, you know, you're you're making decisions in your work life that impact, you know, you, the people around you and things like that. So it's like. Understanding that difference between macro and micro and, and, and to, in some ways, I feel like that opens this up to kind of be this, like, almost like a nebulous answer of like, well, you can make a difference anywhere. (laughs) Everything's a difference.
0: Well, so I appreciate the micro and macro distinction insofar as it's easy to figure out, right? Mm Because you you only, we know that those two ends exist by giving those extreme examples, but where, where that divergence starts to take shape. We don't really know what I'll say for me, it comes down to more uh, rather than size, but uh, what's more important is what we're talking about, which is the intentions behind it, Mm -hmm. right? The bigger something gets, uh, the better or worse it can be. So if, if you're coming from the wrong place, yeah, you're making a difference and you're just making things worse, fine. That's good for the, you know, megalomaniacs out there, but I think, at least for the purpose of this podcast, I get why you brought that up, but I would think that if anybody listens to this, it's to make a positive difference. So I think, ultimately, it's trying to outline making a difference with at least some positive mm-hmm. intent behind it, because, yeah, uh, I, if we remove the moral dimension from this podcast, then it's really made for psychopaths
1: <laughs> <laughs> how to make the biggest difference in the smallest way while caring about nobody <laughs> yeah
0: because like th- th- then i mean uh you know we're, we're talking about people on wall street right we're talking about people who I, I, I i'm pretty sure studies have been done on this where like the level of sociopathy on wall street is much higher than in the average population which really makes a lot of sense yeah, um,
1: I, w- I would believe that. Uh, I wouldn't uh, Google it and check it for ver- veracity. I would just believe it. I yeah, I were- just, <laughs> that, that is, you know, I will it's not a conviction of that. mine, and yeah. uh, it is now
0: truth. But, <laughs> but I mean, again, obviously, talking in in in, in generalities here, mm-hmm. not to not to demonize all yeah. Wall Street, people on Wall Street. But my my point being is, yeah. I think, if anything, it's a bit easier if you just want to make any sort of difference and there's no moral dimension to it because you can lie, cheat and steal your way to make, making any kind of difference as long as it benefits you and makes you, uh, m- again, your mark is made in any ugly way possible, whether it's selling your soul on a social media platform or you know s- selling out your country on, uh, by, by doing something. Or the other, <laughs> but like, I, 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 just, uh, I think for the purposes of, of this podcast, like that is a rabbit hole that I'm fine stand you know, stepping clear of now.
1: <laughs> Let's uh, just avoid that one. That's, that's, yeah, there's going to be a lot more of us, try, like, this is good that we can keep each other on, on, on target because, uh, yeah, we could definitely fly off the handles <laughs> <laughs> on some of these well i mean that's why i
0: like that the goal of this podcast is to touch upon just about everything so we will
1: yeah.
0: have a podcast maybe about going down the rabbit hole well <laughs> that or or we you know we just said like maybe one on spirituality or religion mm-hmm. or it might yeah. be you know the dangers of trying to get ahead no matter what that that that's definitely Ooh, where we could talk about it what we were just you know yeah yeah we were just discussing so mm-hmm. yeah is, are there any other kind of uh facets of this this modern day difficulty before we maybe move on to some solutions definitely
1: i i have a couple of points that that you know when i think of making a difference i think of obviously there's the micro and macro one but i think the other thing that i think of too is is this idea of you never know who you're gonna put an impact on and how strongly and um yeah. Whenever I think of this, I think of this one story with... So I had a teacher in grade three. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm. my background is I'm Serbian, so I have family in Serbia. And when I was in grade three, uh, the war in Kosovo between Serbia and Albania was happening. And NATO, uh, they bombed Belgrade, the capital city of Serbia, where mm-hmm. my grandparents lived. And so in grade three, I remember it being this very difficult time where... Um, I love this teacher, my God, she was so amazing. She would like, she was just like, I remember this te- like she was like a, an angel in my eyes, like amazing. Like I just remember, I remember she was firm with the students. She was loving, she taught us a whole bunch. She she encouraged us to be creative in class. And I, I just remember, I have so many positive, even though like, I don't remember squat Diddley from grade three. If you ask me a specific thing, I don't know, but I have this mm-hmm. overwhelmingly positive memory of remembering being in her class and remembering this teacher specifically helping me through what was a tough time for my family because, you know, things were going down. It was not an easy time. It was not a good time. So, um, anyway, I won. So, when I was like 23 years old, I, I had this job stopping people on the street and trying to get them to sponsor children for World Vision. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, who would I run into? I run into her. And I was like, oh, my God, miss, do you remember me? I was in your class when you taught at the school, blah, blah, blah. And she did. And I thought for sure she would remember what an impact she made in my life. Because, I, re- again, you're a kid. Where do you live? You live in school and you live at home. Those are your two places that you live. That's your entire life. Yeah. And half my time was with her in this, like, idyllic place where – and I guess the other part that I should say is that school would – in the future, become something that I disliked. I, I was a truant by the time I hit high school. I skipped a lot. I, I had a couple classes that I liked, but you know, there was always issues of me getting poor grades, procrastinating, anxiety, not being able to focus, all this stuff, and, and baloney causing issues. But back then, it was like this. It was back then. It was like it was almost like a, a I don't want to say a heaven and hell situation, but it had that massive swing of like you go home and. Man, you know your parents are glued to the TV. They're calling back home frequently to see if everyone's okay. You know that messy stuff is happening. There's, there in in times of high stress, people say things that are you know, very intense and extreme. And you know, you're 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 in right. grade three. You don't understand this stuff. You yeah. you're little and stupid. Um, so I thought for sure she know what kind of an impact she made on me. And it was so funny because she's like, "Yes, I remember you. I remember that class." And then she's like, "You know." do you remember this one other kid in your class? And I did. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember him. Um, And she's like, how's he doing? Did he do okay? I know he had a really rough time that year. And I'm just sitting there floored (laughs) like, what? No, I, me, me, I was the one you helped, not him. But then I realized like, you know, I don't know that she's aware that she had the massive impact on my life that she did where, you know, she made a difference for me but to her it's like she's thinking of this other person. So, I in this story I just want to I just want to point out that like, you know, we don't know when we're making a difference. You don't know for whom you're making a difference. And I mean, again, I don't think that she came into the class thinking, "Oh, I'm going to make a massive positive impact on this person." It was just like she was kind of just doing her job, but in so doing, I think for me at least made a massive difference at a very tough time in my life. And and you know, so it's like understanding that like yeah. that that's a, that's a part of making a difference that i think is almost outside of the realm of what we can understand it's almost it's it almost feels like gambling it's like try your best to make a difference but also understand that you may never know how much of a difference you made for better or worse
0: yeah know. i actually love that story because it, it it um well it also in some ways it makes me a little bit sad right because i, I think of you know similar things in my life not necessarily such high stress but just something as small as um, you know some english teachers that i had in the past because now one of my dreams is to be a published author um, and a lot of those teachers kind of helped me get to this place where i'm like okay no i really like the english language i like writing it i like you know and and I almost feel like it, when I get that book published, I want in the forward, yes, I'll thank for whatever friends and family. And I will also want to put like these English teachers below as well. Mm-hmm. But there's no way they, they, they know that they made any impact. And they'll never know. They're, some of them might be dead already. You know, like it, it's, it's literally that. So there's so many people who've done really uh, remarkable things for the people around them. And they'll never know, and they go to the grave never knowing. Um, And, yeah, it it, it also reminds me now, uh, because I was never somebody who spoke up about how I felt uh, growing up in terms of telling my friends how much I cared about them or my family or whatever. I was always very held back. And now I really make an effort not to go down that path, even if, like, you know, sometimes in my head I'm like, yeah, of course they know. That, that I really like them, but it's like, no, people don't know, you have to let them know how you feel about them. And so I think that's just an important value and maybe it's uh, slightly tang- tangential to what we're talking about, but just always getting across how you feel, not only is it, is it making it better for other people because they actually finally know their value to you and the value that, that, that they, uh, you know, that, that, that they offer to their friends and their family but it's actually much better for you because you feel better having said that to the people you care about, right? That's why you care about them. So yeah, I think this this is perhaps not center of the bullseye about what mm-hmm. we're talking about, but I think it's a really an important point. So I'm glad we've we touched upon
1: this. It's it's very close to the center of the bullseye because for some people, that's how they're going to make the difference, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and then there's that when it comes to making a difference. And the other thing that I immediately thought of when I think of making a difference and this is kind of like the this is that argumentative opposite counterpoint and um, I think of something that Jordan Peterson is pretty popular for saying and and for you know um, popularizing this idea of like before you go and try and change the world clean up your room yeah Yeah. and and I think
0: this is parroted on either end where some people love it and it's like yeah. this almost like refreshing thing of, of starting with something simple and for other people it's a point of ridicule of like what a silly fuck, mm-hmm. you know thing to say and you know I, I i sort of get it on both ends but um you not every argument has to be taken in isolation also oh 100%. Right? yeah um so yeah maybe if you know you you have this great ambition to go out there and do something and you and it's within your grasp taking this advice might this advice might almost be like an affront to you
1: 100 yeah
0: but uh if if you can just categorize it the right way and be like yeah but there are aspects of my life that i don't have in order exactly and before i go forward in those aspects of my life i should get those sorted out right uh so uh, again a lot a lot of this comes down to how charitable you are with what you hear
1: I think it also comes down to this idea of it has to be either or. You either, like, you're either gonna change the world or you're gonna clean your bed instead of <laughs> and both. Like, yeah, dude, you can change the world. Like, I'm trying to think of some, like, little examples of people who made, like, amazing contributions to the world, um, but we're still very young. Like, I'm sure there's been people, there, we gotta look this up. There's been some child inventors I know who have done some great things. I think, so I, I might be putting my foot in my mouth, but I remember there was this one. Um, invention I thought was really just, just interestingly, um, simplistic and somebody made this and I think I remember it being a kid or maybe not, but basically it was a, it was a very simple lamp. And the way that this lamp worked was you had a, a light bulb that was attached to a, um, essentially, you know how you, I, I I don't know what exactly the term is for it, but basically a physical mechanism that would convert um motion into electricity. So you know how like sometimes you have those cars where you can like you can like speed the car you, 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 you wind move, it up. You yeah. wind the car up yeah. and then or you wind something up and then it creates light for a little bit, right? Mm. So that was the whole point of this was like this person made a lamp attached to a basic engine that if you if you if if there was some motion that was put through it, it would create light. And then there was a strap and all you would do is you would put the strap through the motor Get a bag of rocks, attach it to the strap, and as it kind of pulled the strap down, it would create light for a couple of, for like I don't know, like something like five minutes or something before it stopped. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, an amazing way to, at the time, bring light to to places in you know rural. Uh, I mean, mostly I think it, it was it was showcased as as bringing light to parts of Africa where they didn't have electrical grids, where students couldn't study, you couldn't, if you were a kid and you got home and there was no sunlight, you can't study, you can't go learn by firelight. So this was bringing LED light into places where it wasn't before. And you think about like something like that, that's a very simple invention. That's a very simple solution. Yeah. You don't have to, to, to invent something like that, you don't have to be, you know, you, you you don't have to like be perfectly set in your life and everything is, like the, the, the concept of clean up your room is obviously an analogy for get your whole life in order, right? You don't have to have your whole life in order to think of something like that if you're a creative person.
0: I would argue that more often than not, geniuses don't have their life in order, right? So, um, and I guess this is, again, where you push back against the sentiment somewhat because, you know, uh, I can point to just about any figure and then talk about their horrendous personal <laughs> life, right? <laughs> so, you know, you can talk about, okay, let's let's like think of like, paragons of virtue in our, in, our, in our past, like, century, century and a half. Um, you think of MLK, civil rights hero, clearly a very, very, very moral man, but was unfaithful uh, to his wife. And, you know, you look at Gandhi, another, you know, part of a nonviolent movement to uh, give India its freedom. But he also had some bizarre beliefs in terms of his sexual life, whereas I believe he used to sleep naked with a bunch of women as if, like, to uh, tempt himself almost. So, you know, that's not necessarily immoral, but it is a bit peculiar in his personal life. Mm -hmm. And Mother Teresa, again, like, we could think of her as one of the great moral figures of, of, uh, of our time. And... She, again, she, she had some very, uh, some beliefs that we would find horrendous na- uh, nowadays in terms of, she thought suffering brought you closer to God. She, um, I think she lobbied very hard against the use of uh, condoms and just contraceptive, con- contraceptives generally. So uh, I, I guess for the Mother Teresa issue, it's less of a personal life thing and perhaps just having... Uh, a mixed moral belief system but and like... it
1: almost for her it's like extremist views of the church because I, I think there's there's other parts of certain there's certain aspects of the Christian church that are definitely extreme like there there's that old Monty Python sketch about how you're how um, you know the uh, <laughs> I think I think they were doing like the Protestants and the Catholics and the Catholics aren't allowed to use uh, protection so their their home has like 69 children and the other one is none <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I mean yeah I, so pr- perhaps scratch that last example yes because it's an example of something else but at least those yeah. first two figures yeah personal lives are often in disarray while people do remarkable things mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that their lives would be even better and they would be making an even more positive difference if those personal lives are in order uh personal their if their personal lives were in order too so the piece of advice still stands. It would things would be better that way, but I'm but certainly uh, he, the that JP argument almost does present it as like a prerequisite in certain yeah. ways where that doesn't work. Baloney right? it's,
1: it's definitely not a prerequisite, it's definitely not what you have to do beforehand, but it's uh it's something to consider because I think the, the point of it is just don't be too far on either spectrum. Don't be somebody whose life is in I think I should say, um, to actually give him a little bit more credit where credit is due, his initial quote was meant to be more about people who are unhappy with their own lives and want to tell other people how they should live theirs. So there is, there is, so just, 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 that's a point. But I still think that that point is then taken to, to it, it, that was the specific context with which he gave it, but then it's been ascribed to other meanings, which is of course like the question of, well, you know, what can I, where can I make a difference without being someone who is, you know, hypocritical and, you know, not having my, my stuff together, right? So, right, right. So there's definitely that. Um, I think there's also, so another thing that, that I think is important to discuss about that. So I feel like these, that kind of brings up this idea of like, well, maybe it's better to not try to make a difference. Maybe you need to go internal. And then it's like, on the other hand, there's a practical benefit to the person when they feel like they're making a difference. When I feel like I'm doing something that's meaningful, even if it's the stupidest stuff, even when like I'm just at work and I feel like I'm in the zone and even like, even if I don't find my work highly meaningful, like I'm changing the world, just knowing that like maybe you helped out a client, maybe you did something good for a client, maybe even this podcast, maybe we made a really good podcast and I feel good about it, you know, or for anybody, whatever they're doing, even in the smallest things, it's like there is a, tangible practical benefit to feeling like you're making a difference um, which also brings in some dangers with it um, the, the, that is my next point but th- there's a tangible benefit to you know you, the, the sense of fulfillment happiness um, just like satisfaction with your life like these are these are really honest and, and real ways to beat back some of what you opened up with which is like the existential dread of like, look at the news, and then be like, "Oh my God, what are we, what are we living through?"
0: Yeah, I suppose with a lot of that stuff, um, I I don't know if it's just the making a difference part. I think mm-hmm. making a difference just goes hand in hand with it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like, well, like when you brought up work. Uh, in terms of work, I think being competent is very pleasurable. Yeah, definitely. And so I, maybe perhaps that is making a difference. Perhaps that's just, it feels good to be excellent at something. It feels good to like just really be a master of something. So it's hard to say. It's hard to pull apart many of these things, right? Yeah. Making a difference versus finding me- meaning in your life versus purpose versus productivity, ver- you know, yeah. competency. These all, all these things overlap quite a lot. So yeah, it, it is hard to parse them and figure out what is... What's leading to what, but you know i I agree that uh certainly I think most of us feel best when we're feel like we're productive in whatever domain that we're in. My only um concern there is that like in 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 the context of this podcast is then it can almost just be we should just go back to kind of. Making a difference is essentially just living your life, which is fine, yeah. which is f- perfectly fine. But I feel like
1: it just because a snake eating its old tail. Yeah,
0: we we start we, we we can then go in this circle of like, you keep going bigger and bigger and bigger, and there's so much value in being big. But oh no, this is a danger of being big. So let's go back to being small and just live your life. And the funny thing is, if if we can universalize that just live a good life thing. Mm-hmm. Then that does lead to lead to a much better world. There's no doubt about it if every person is being productive and kind of sticking to their own thing, just being good with their friends and their family and you know getting their work done and being healthy like all these little like things in terms of your own micro life goals th- that has such a large host of benefits when it's compounded over everybody mm-hmm. um. But of course, that's never the case, right? Everybody's not going to be that way, and not everybody. Most people can't. It's not even that they have the op- they have the option; they can't be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in some ways, we're <laughs> we're back to where we <laughs> back to
1: square one. And my final point is gonna get us. So we started off dark, so let's end off dark with this before we go into the solutions and consider that. All right. um, And this kind of leads back to that initial idea. Remember when I told you the story with the teacher who didn't even realize, I I mean, maybe she did realize, but at the moment she didn't realize what a massive impact she'd made that was positive on me, making a positive difference. Uh Um, What if that can also be said for people who unknowingly make extreme negative differences on people? And of course this is that example of like, listen, we have any number of horrific actions done by world leaders that, were was them making a difference, but it it did <laughs> be humanity no good. Hitler made a difference. Uh, Mussolini oh, was trying to make yeah. his own difference. Like so, it you uh, know, and I, I mean again, I think this is, I'm just bringing this up more more so because I think that, in my opinion, look, I think it's pretty clear that making a difference means making a positive impact on the people around you. I think for the most of the listeners of this podcast is going to be an understood thing that it's it's looking at those around you and and and. And figuring out like how you can how you can do something positive, but there is that understanding of like you know are you are you convinced that you're doing good while doing wrong, you know and 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 I think in, in a way to talk about how to make a difference, you almost have to broach this subject somewhat of like is there any and maybe I'd ask you this is there any prag objective way that you would consider, am I making a positive difference? Or is it kind of just like, you go off your own moral structure and you say, you know, screw it, this is, this, is, this is what I'm putting my eggs in. Please don't turn out to be, you know, a horrific thing five, 10 years down the line when I find out that what I'm doing is terrible kind of idea.
0: So two things, first, just to answer that question, um, th- this will definitely lead to a bigger discussion in perhaps a morality podcast. So let's Mm -hmm. see if that ever comes. But I view morality not in terms of absolutes. I think that's more in the domain of religion. But I do view morality in that it can be objective. But objectivity doesn't have to be an absolute. It can be um, many solutions to the same issue. right? So you generally want to move towards whatever is best for the most people, if you're maybe a utilitarian, let's say. Um, so viewing it through whatever lens you decide uh, upon, for me, I would say you can have a pretty sensible utilitarian view without taking it to extremes where you know, you're know you Thanos and you're snapping your finger and wiping out half the world. Like, yeah, that, that,
1: that whole storyline uh, was so stupid. There's got to be a better way to deal with that. You don't <laughs> just have to kill half the people, man. Come on. Like, God, there's you're you're super powerful being and that's your solution, man, go to school. <laughs> Sorry. Just a little rant there. I, I hate that whole yeah, he, I, MCU storyline where it's like, you, you're you so stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it, I do
0: kind of feel like that about a lot of anti-utilitarian arguments uh, mm-hmm. because utilitarianism is just, you, you're picking a goal and you're trying to be as... Um, precise as possible in getting there, mm-hmm. right? In, in in a kind of calculating way, that doesn't mean you have to be a psychopath about it. And like, you know, the, the sort of typical example of like murder half. Uh, okay, we're going back to Thanos, <laughs> but like, you know, culling part of the population so the rest can live a much better life, stuff like yeah. that. No, you can have safety rails within utilitarianism, and you can, and then it can still be used as a pretty yeah. strong framework. Anyway, so. Enough on that, but yes, I, I think, r- roughly speaking, if you do figure out, like, your moral framework and try to make it as objective as possible in terms of trying to make as many people with better life outcomes, whatever y- your goal is, and on some level, you know, you're pulling yourself up by your bootstraps because there's no cosmic law in the world for morality, right? So. I mean, even the religious texts, they have to be justified somehow. So you have to still be able to argue on our terms why some religious principle is good or bad. So as long as you can bring it back to rational argumentation, and I mean, yeah, there's still going to be some variation, but I think that's pretty strong footing. And like I said, it could be just people have different ways to get into the same end goal, which is still like a objectively better thing morally yeah i Um, agree but you know you you took it to hitler because that's what happens on the internet (laughs) you took
1: it to thanos so you know what we're even purple hitler is is (laughs) not the same as (laughs) as purple (laughs) fancy glove hitler versus normal whatever but but
0: um, when you started talking i just my mind immediately went to parenting They didn't Mm. go to the world leaders they went to. (laughs) How badly parents can mess up their children um, while they think they're doing the right thing, right? Like whether you're a disciplinarian father figure who just ruins your child's uh, confidence, right? But you thought you're doing the right thing. You thought you're giving them the right structure. Um, Or the flip side, you're just far too kind of a laissez-faire parent who's completely hands-off, and then the child has no structure and they run wild and, you know, they 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 have a lack of meaning in their life, they have a lack of direction, you know, they turn to all the wrong things to find it, and, and so on and so forth. So, it just, yeah, when we're talking about making a difference, the biggest difference most people are ever going to make is in being a parent. And so, that is the biggest responsibility you're going to ever have. So, that can... That can never be overstated sufficiently. Like you, you, you are forming a life, and of course, a lot of it is genetics. A lot of it is out of your hands, but a lot of it is squarely in your control. And so people should take that much more seriously than they often do. Uh, it, it's, it's something that definitely bothers me a lot because I see the value in having a child, but I also see the horror in having a child because I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to mess it up so so badly. Listen, you you, know? you
1: just start a fund right from day one. Like this is son, this is your psychotherapy fund. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get you a college fund, but we got you a psychotherapy fund. I think, man, I think that's oh man, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Like I oh, have yeah, so many sure. so many views there, but I think just just, just to speak on that, yeah, definitely. It, it's you have the the unique ability to influence somebody when they're young, right? Like even even with that teacher example that I gave she had an a, an ability to influence me at a very young age and yeah. she did so in a very positive manner. And, and you know, um, being able to have that opportunity is huge. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I agree with everything that you're saying about parenting. That, that That is almost the mundane, although it's becoming less mundane now as less people are choosing to have kids, at least in the Western world. But even, again, even people aren't choosing to have kids, they, there's, you know, even as an aunt or an uncle or in some familial capacity, as long as you have a family and even in mentorship through, you know, again, if you're a teacher, if you coach some football teams or or sports teams or whatever, like there's so many ways you can um, interact with young people and even just in being a role model, right? Like you Mm -hmm. can be a role model for them in what you do. These days people are put, everyone's putting out content on the internet, if your content is something that resonates with young people. There's there's so many ways to, to to be a good role model for the young. So I think that's a huge one. Um, but it definitely opens up a can of worms. That's 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 not. It's too big for for this. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if this podcast has shown anything, is that we have a lot of other um, episodes to get to, which will oh yeah we'll have a lot of starting
1: uh, with the one of Thanos versus Hitler. Uh, that'll be. Uh, no, uh, I, I think you might be alone there. but <laughs> yeah, uh, that's just gonna be That's gonna be on when we go, uh, what is it when, when we start becoming uh, political talking heads, that'll be my first time in, 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 in defense <laughs> of Thanos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway.
0: Okay, so having, I think pretty thoroughly talked over the difficulty uh, with making a difference and, and all the many angles you can approach it. Um, let's try to, you know, we, we've gone dark. Let's try to end this hopefully with some solutions. And uh, a lot of this stuff is going to be, uh, things that we've already touched upon to some degree, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. I think it's good to at least lay them out in, in this final section. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind is have the, I think presence of mind, the humility, um, just the per- sense of perspective perhaps to start small and value your small changes. So, um, do you know what a big difference it's gonna make in your life and in your family's life if you start, I don't know, start helping out your mother, start complimenting her food, start, you know, helping your dad with, I don't know, whatever chores he has around the house. Maybe as a back issue you don't know about and it, it's suddenly gonna get much better, right? You don't know what you're, what your family's going through, hell, it doesn't have to be physical. Like, uh, you know, you don't have to be helping them in terms of labor. You can just start having deeper conversations with them, ask them about their life, see if they're happy, see what you
1: oh, what man. else you can do. That's a huge one. I realized how few stories I I know from my parents, like from from how how few of their stories that don't involve me I know of, and it's just like damn, like yeah, that that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Actually, sorry, just just to throw this out there, one of the coolest products that I've seen recently advertised to me on Instagram through ads, somebody made a book and the book is just entire, it's like it's like a book just with like prompts and for you to write in and it's it's a book of like things for you to ask your parents. Oh, okay. I thought that was just a cool idea. I just want to no, throw it out there. Cause yeah, that's, that's great. And, yeah. But you know what's so funny is that is a, especially if at any point you had strained relationships with your parents, which I think pretty much everyone did because if you grew up in Western yeah. Westerns western society or even non western society it's it's anywhere yeah it's difficult man it's difficult growing up to be a rational adult and then you know having to go through your rebellious years and you know we all did stupid stuff that our parents didn't like because we were you know so anyway point being just a really cool idea just really cool book and and it touches on what you're saying is just like yeah just ask your parents about their lives and listen you'd be surprised how much that simple thing will make a difference to them and to you, actually, you'll you'll really like it as well. So, you know, selfish brownie points for sure. Again, um, I think it's
0: as much as it is important to be coming from the right place. That doesn't mean try to be a you, you know this this completely selfless creature because that's that's just not who most of us are. Yeah, there's a selfish component, and that's perfectly fine. It's just also, keep in mind others, and also think about even within your, this selfish domain, you're doing it for good reasons for other people. Um, but yeah, you should also feel good doing this stuff for sure. And um, also, like doing the right thing, even when it is selfless, can make you feel good, right? So there's like this circ- circular thing about it, which is great. Mm-hmm. It, it reinforces good behavior. So your seeing your mother's smile should make you happy. So it's selfless and self selfish, right? It goes both ways, I guess. And, you know, you can then extend this beyond your family to some friends who might need help or something. And then, you know, it's concentric circles or you can keep going wider and wider. Uh, you, you, you've done all that with your family, you've done all that with your friends, then maybe take it to the neighbors, take it to the neighborhood, the community, uh, maybe local charities, right? You, there's, there's no dollar or sum that's too small, to give, like it makes a difference. Give, if you have a bunch of you know, old clothes that you're no longer wearing, give those away to a charity where some people will really, really desperately need it. So I think there's great value, and we're not saying forever stay small, but starting small and, and working from there, starting from, starting from a place where you're really making a difference and then using that as your starting point, uh, I think that can really be of value. And it's also great because you immediately see the results of your good work. And I think there's nothing more demotivating than when it's just this abstract thing of, yeah, I'm making a difference, but I can't really see it. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of out there and I don't know. And we're all upset. Like it's that, that is just too nebulous, uh, uh, an area to really, really feel good about, I think past a certain point. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's, there's a sense of direct response that you can get when you do things locally that you're not mm-hmm. going to get when you do things on a grander scale. Um, and again, yeah, that, the interesting thing is that that almost, like you said, that spurs more action, right? So it's yeah. like, how do you make a... I mean, there's a couple ways you can make a big difference. You can do one huge thing one time, or you can do a lot of little things till they compound. So yeah, that's there's, there's, there's something you said there as well. Yeah, that's huge.
0: And again, um, like we've talked about before uh, in this podcast... It's not about just doubling down on in, in on one area or one argument. Everything we say here and uh, any solutions we're presenting, they're not mutually exclusive. They all go hand in hand. And you, know, you can make the big difference and the small differences. You can make the small differences for a while and build up to the big difference. You can start big and then think, OK, you know what? I want to bring it back down to earth, whatever it might be. Um, this whole either-or thing, or you do one thing or the other, or uh, this argument precludes other, you know, approaches. I think that's just generally unhelpful and and kind of unhealthy. It's a kind of a sign of of things going very wrong in public discourse. So yeah, I encourage taking any number of paths in terms of these uh, solutions representing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that came to mind. Um, is simply a lot of problems, at least like the, you know, some of the sexy problems aren't quite the problems you think they are. I don't want to get too specific with everything because it, each thing will then spiral out of control in terms of like providing context and qualifying statements. Yeah, and yeah. All that
1: stuff. A lot of things get very, they get politically charged, they get socially charged. There's a whole lot of, there's a lot of, there's lots to unpack there. And I think, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, you you guys can fill this in with your imagination for this one.
0: Yeah, and 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 just to be fair, a lot of this stuff needs to be unpacked. I just I feel like it's not. This is not the time to unpack it. Yeah, right? we've already like,
1: been going for probably more than an hour. How how long has it been? Let's see. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I, it's not telling me. <laughs> Point is,
0: I think it's been a long time. We want to kind of stay on task, so yes, th- that's also <laughs> like uh, it's, it, it's it's not a matter of that these. Subjects that, that we're kind of not touching don't need to be unpacked and there's no value in unpacking them It's just they it would take a lot of time. So I'd rather keep it kind of vague, but there's certainly Political issues on either side societal issues all around the world where I'm not saying they're not problems But maybe they're not the problems you think they are. Maybe the scale is a bit different. Maybe the solutions are different. So my recommendation um is really really educate yourself before you start going out there whether it's to a protest or to join an organization or whatever. Really research that organization, really see like the the stated goals of the activist group that you're joining and you know how they've gone about it in their history and read arguments on both sides. I know that's really uncomfortable but it's gonna make you better in the long term because you actually if, if, if the opposing arguments are actually of value then you'll change your mind, and if they're not of value, then you at least know what people say and you, you you know how to engage with them. Either way, it's a positive thing to do, and yeah, maybe at the end of it, you um, will still be in the same place you are, but it's, you still would be better off in terms of your, you know, educational foundation with this issue in terms of how you go forth, and maybe it'll make you better equipped to bring over people to your side in terms of... Uh, Advocating for it, so just I guess the value of education is valuable here too, right?
1: I I think beyond education, it's about it's about being able to see the big picture. If you're gonna tackle a big task, like would you say it's it's safe to say that if if the problem that you want to make a difference in is massive, you need to make sure that your viewpoint is equally massive and zoomed out because, like you said, there. Big problems come with tons of complications, tons of competing interests, and tons of nuance. And I think one of the most common traps for when people want to make a difference is in becoming a, and I I don't want to use this term in a bad way, but there's almost this concept of like, you know, there's shallow activism. There's people who have decided, no, I'm on this side of the fence and this is my team. And then, you know, uh, you know, you see people who become so uh, so associated with the group that the group becomes its own kind of end in itself and and it's no longer about changing the world in the way that you know the group might have wanted to initially it becomes about propagating this group it become and and I think so again I, I'm going to give one example I know this is not a great example I know this is whatever but this is you know, Some people claim that groups like PETA have gone too far in trying to stop people from abusing animals because sometimes the things that they do to stop the abuse of animals uh, is to actually call the animals themselves. And acts like that, you know, again, this is just one example. I'm not actually, I I have not done enough research on PETA to know whether, I know that they have pretty bad PR against them, but I don't fully believe that PR. Based on the fact that I know that you know, big agriculture doesn't like them. So yeah, let's say this is sides. even
0: like halfway hypothetical, but yeah, halfway the, the,
1: hypothetical. But but the idea being is like, make sure that you look for that big picture view. And like in this example, for example, um, you know, what does big agro say about them? What do they say about big agriculture? What do they say about uh, you know industries like zoos and and other things like that? What do zoos say about them? What do, what do different people say about this whole thing? And and just make sure that you. That you educate yourself to a point where, you know, in, in some ways it's like understanding that, you know, as times change, as we understand things more, you know, these organizations that you're going to work for and these problems you're going to want to solve, they're going to change. So you need to be willing to pivot. And I guess for me, it's just if I had to summarize everything that I'm trying to say is don't fall into the trap of becoming a Z-Lot. Don't become. A, don't fall into the trap of becoming somebody who, you know, stops looking at the big picture. And like you said, educate yourself because the minute you let yourself be taken by, you know, the minute you start to put on the blinders and just say, okay, I'm just going to do just one thing to change, uh, to, to move the needle on this issue, you might end up becoming one of the people who actually sets, sets us back and sets your goal back too.
0: Yeah, I actually, I didn't have this as a, a solution, but it, it kind of uh, ties in nicely with what you're saying and talking about the bigger picture. It's sometimes you can be so deep in the trenches, understandably so on this issue, exactly. that you lose a sense of perspective. Exactly. So keeping that perspective is really important, and that doesn't—that's not to diminish what you're fighting for. Yeah. But it is to just remember that this is not the end all and be all of life itself. Yeah. And and that and that can be nice too because it can it can just uh, give you a moment to pause, refresh, and get going again. Yeah. That you know this is not the end of the world. You can keep up the good fight, so to speak, and and, and keep at it. Um, but yeah, moving on from education, um, this is a specific solution regarding what we talked about in terms of a lack of time. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just, this, this is gonna be very, very uh, dependent on kind of the flexibility you have at work or what you're doing. But if you can somehow tie uh, in whatever difference making um, you're chasing with something you're already, you know, let's say you're a student, then maybe uh, you can try to pivot to make your work uh, encompass that thing that you're passionate about and want to make a difference about. Let's say if you're already working, then maybe somehow it into your hobby, whatever it is, if somehow you can bring things together, so whatever difference making you're chasing, can align with something that you are already would be doing or closely doing, mm-hmm. and so the pivot isn't very large, and so you can already fit it into your day. That's huge, because it just, r- routine is such a big part of getting things done, right? Um, it, it just seems completely, you know, unfathomable that you can fit in like a hour and a half to work out, but then once, once it's part of your routine, then that's just it, right?
1: You just neglect the people in your life for an hour and a half. <laughs> and you know what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you live longer for it but yeah uh, you
1: have more lean muscle mass you're happier it exactly. solves it solves
0: all of life's issues base if you're a I man think, I, I, I think, think let's so. skip this podcast <laughs> and just say work out for an hour a day and <laughs> end podcast series and yeah <laughs> but but yeah you, you know what I mean like it's aligning your interests with with, with, with your you know difference making goals is just huge in terms of Actually, following through. Otherwise, I, yeah. If it's just like a, this burst of passion, you might be able to make time, but you'll you'll just burn out after if, probably a couple of weeks if you don't have the right discipline or if you don't like if it's not a sustainable thing because it's not fitting into your life.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that goes into another prescription that I think is uh, not necessarily related to this, but if you don't have anything that you're passionate about that you're doing on the regular or routinely, you should probably find something because there's so many activities you can engage in and life's just a lot better when you do those things. And that's kind of a PSA, but it's kind of talking to what you're saying is, you know, whatever you're passionate about, you're gonna have more energy to do and and your ability to make a difference there is gonna be greater than, say, if you decide, okay, well, I wanna make a difference because I've been told to, or because I feel, you know, anxious that I'm not, and you just pick some random cause to go after rather than something that you already deeply love and enjoy. Well, uh, I would say there, like,
0: you know, let's. Let's say you are lacking in hobbies. It's a great chance to... Hit the gym. Well, <laughs> you know what? Let's just, from here on out, that is a solution to all things, all but things. let's present some other, some yes. other lesser solutions to life. But, but no, uh, what I was going to say is, I think there's... Uh, if you're at a point when you're still deciding your hobby... Mm-hmm. And you don't really strongly, you know, have a direction you want to go in. That's when I think it is kind of easier to just say, like, okay, all things being equal, why don't I pick something that helps this underprivileged class of people, or helps the environment in this way, or helps vulnerable youths? You know, right? Like, pick something that is making a difference, yeah. is helping people, and you'll grow. You'll grow to love it, like you grow to love any hobby. So you know that can be another. Uh, uh, Paths to making it kind of fit in your life as well, um, and th- and that's where I'll kind of move on to the next point, which is keep things practical, right? Uh, I get the incredible uh, appeal, and, and 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 I think lots. This is especially true of a lot of young people. There's this yearning to just be not just making a difference quietly on your at your desk or in your family but like to be out there yelling in the world's face and being heard saying like look I'm here we're upset about this thing and it's not that uh, they they're wrong to be upset about some of the things you know students might protest about or or whatever group of young people protest about i'm just saying a lot of it is not practical in terms of actually making a difference so when they're done being out there and done making the noise and and, and you know uh, uh, you know in some ways performing for the world right and I'm, I'm not saying that cynically I'm not saying it's coming from a bad place but in some ways it's a performance and nobody's actually better for it so I think it really is important to know what outcomes you're hoping for and if they're actually realistic and and it goes back to educating yourself well, researching the topic well, because then you actually might have engaged with the other side and see what, what you can actually get done um, by, you know, by protesting them or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, looking into the actual practicalities of it so you don't get caught in the, in the very sometimes popular phony virtue singling that happens about certain issues.
0: Yeah, you, you you don't want protest to be a form of masturbation, basically. You want. Hundred percent. Yeah. You you you, you the protest is sometimes the best option by far, right? But just know that before you go out there, don't don't let it be your default option. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So. No, I agree. Keep it to actually like, because also that's when you know the frustration will grow eventually, and you'll probably maybe the the, the movement will fizzle out because. You went on passion or momentum or rage, fine, but you didn't get the outcomes, and then you just run out of steam because you just can't keep raging endlessly. Um, Or if
1: you do, you're just going to be a very unhappy and miserable person and likely (laughs) not going to make a positive impact. In my opinion, at least, if you become an unhappy, miserable person, the chance that you're going to make a positive impact on this world drops significantly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, in in that sense, it does go back to... uh, making sure you yourself are functioning well in your life before you go out there. Mm -hmm. And like we said, that doesn't always have to be the case, but certainly if you're just like some bitter, resentful person, it's, I'd imagine that your chances of making a positive impact are greatly, greatly diminished. Oh, they gotta be, they gotta be. Um, and then my final solution here, I don't know if you have uh, a few more, but, um, My final one is simply about self-reflection. We've already touched upon this several times, but I do think it's important to hit on it one last time. Always question why you're doing what you're doing. Are you doing it because you um, you think this is the most important thing to be doing with your time or the thing that you can make the biggest difference in or the thing that's just personally affected you most or any number of really valid important reasons. Or is it a matter of like, oh, well, my friend does it and I'm in this friend group and I'm doing it and I don't actually, I'm not the be- all that educated about it. Am I doing this so I can post this video on Instagram and get a bunch of likes and shares? Like, right, Try try to be really transparent with yourself and see if there's any cynicism in what you're doing. And then question whether you want to keep at it and if you can't replace it with something better. Um, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's always sad to see like young people full of passion out there and you can tell if they're redirected slightly they could be making a much bigger impact for for you know maybe better uh better reasons but they're just they're just young and they want to be heard and they just want you know, that kind of ego boost and they want to be, you know, climb the social ladder within their friend group. Mm -hmm. These are all very understandable things that we've all done in some way or another, right? This is, this is not to be like condescending and judgmental. It's just a very natural human thing that we all have to watch out for. Why are we doing what we're doing? Are we actually trying to make the right difference? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that that's, that's kind of my uh, final solution here. Uh, do you have any more do you want to add I, don't, I don't think
1: it's a solution but I think one thing like we've touched a lot about things that you can act actions that you can take and things that you could do yeah. I think the one last thing that that just needs to be said here is remember sometimes making a difference isn't not doing something sometimes it's in just deciding to not go along with a certain idea sometimes it's in deciding not to agree with a certain idea and and I don't mean that and obviously you know protest is a is a very loud way to say I don't agree with this but I'm also thinking just in your life, in the way that you carry yourself, in the way that you behave, in the way that you do things, um, sometimes we make a difference on those very, very micro levels of just deciding I'm not going to buy into something or I'm not going to, you know, if if I see other people behaving in a way that is, you know, not great, I just won't join them. And and yeah. I, just, I just think that's a big thing is just remembering like there's always that personal aspect of, you know, just not going with the with the group when they're, if people decide to zig and it's a bad thing, then you zag.
0: Yeah, yeah, standing against a crowd sometimes is yeah. the most decent thing you can actually do. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yeah. I think that's uh, as good a point as any uh, on which to conclude this episode. Sounds um, good. All right, then um, thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of Life's Difficult. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you give us a positive rating or review um, or a share or, depending on the platform, do all the good things, basically. And certainly, if, if you like this podcast and you have some friends or some family who you think might be interested in it, please share it with them. Tell them about it. Otherwise, uh, take care, and uh, we'll see you next week for another episode of Life's Difficult. All the best.